Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight, I'm joined by Amy, and Amy was on the previous episode and kind of just dropped some massive bombshells right towards the end about a whole bunch of UFO activity that she's experienced and a lot of really quite unexplainable events that carry on from the stuff that she previously spoke about. So, Amy, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you back. And when I say my mind was blown, it was legitimately <laughs> blown. You've been laughing at me for about the last 20 minutes before we got on the air because I just cannot believe all this happens to to you and your family, essentially. Mm. Well, it's spread out over a long period of time, so it's not like it's happening all the time. But, yeah, when you stop point it all down, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing that I kind of notice with a lot of people who have encounters is that, it kind of just happens to them fairly frequently with throughout their whole life is that just these weird little things will just keep happening and happening and happening. And when you do lay it down in a, you know, in a dot point form or something like that, it kind of makes you go, Oh wow, what's going on with me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Or how lucky am I? Yeah. Or the other. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's a, that's a really cool way to, to look at it because some people would probably, be quite terrified in circum, uh, certain circumstances, but uh, I think yours are great. So let's kick off yeah. with the uh, the UFO encounters that you've been having. Okay, so um, the next one I wanted to talk about was uh, I was with my big sister again. I was hanging out at her house and um, her little son had been experiencing some night terrors and one night when they went in to see what was wrong with him, they had... Uh, both seen 
uh, little blue orbs floating away from his bed. He was in the bottom bunk, so it was really clear to see these little blue lights floating away. So that was already happening when me and Ting were uh, in the back of her garden and we were just sitting there facing the house and there's a little shed and a tree behind us and the next door neighbour's yard was just, um, there was a tree sort of to the front and right of us. And we're sitting there talking, looking up at the stars as we always do. And as we're sitting there chatting and just enjoying the yard, we see this bright blue light. It was bigger than a squash ball, probably bigger than a tennis ball as well, around that size though. Um, It flew out of the tree in front of us. And I say flew out because we could see it sort of make an arc out to the side and then sort of whip around behind us and it, it like it flew into the tree behind us and as it um, sort of hit that tree or disappeared into the tree, we weren't expecting to hear any noise. I mean, it happened so fast, you you don't know what you're expecting, but whether it was a coincidence or not, we heard something fall down on the shed roof as well and like scurrying noises. And I mean, it's renowned for possums. It could have well been a possum, but it was such perfect timing that it was like something flew out of one tree landed in the next tree and sort of scurried around on the shed roof. <laughs> that would have put <laughs> their hands on your it. arms, like, on yeah. end. <laughs> well, we, because we, <laughs> we're sort of open-minded to all that sort of thing, so we just thought we'd seen a fairy and we were sort of jumping up and down and thought it was amazing. <laughs> but it was coincidental that um, her little son had been seeing little blue things around his bed as well. Well, I don't know if the son had seen it, but she had definitely seen the lights in his room. So, that's a bit of a unique situation there to see something that's in your house and then it just keeps going around the, the yard and, and something like that because I don't know how I would react if I saw some little blue orbs floating around my kid. Yeah, I don't think um, it was very welcome that close to him in his room and it was obviously upsetting him because he was crying. Um, but um, she's open-minded and she's teaching her kids to be open-minded so you know she was helping them through that. It's interesting because I like the the thought process that you thought it was it was fairies and you know not going straight to the fact that, that hey this is aliens this is something from out of this world no, or, or something like that. It just felt it was a sweet little thing, yeah. And she got fairy vibe too. Yeah, we both thought that's what it was. That's interesting because I mean if you're if you're not communicating, hey, did you think there was a fairy? But to to go, hey, that may have been. I think that's that's kind of cool because. The fairies are these things that, like, people either think you're absolutely crazy if you believe in them, (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, they're they're genuinely out there. So, you know, it's either one or the other, and to to just have that vibe, I think that's pretty cool. That lady you had on that saw all the fairies her whole life, that was so beautiful, that episode. (laughs) So, when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, it was so exciting. I've listened to it a few times. Yeah, a lot of people react really well to to that type of episode and those types of guests because they're, they're just so unique in the sense that not everyone is going to come out and say, I, I saw a fairy because, I like know. I said, it's just people people would believe you if you saw a yowie more than that you would see a fairy, which is, you know, the sad reality yeah. of it. But you got to have guts to come out and say that, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Like good on air, yeah. So let's let's go into these UFOs because I okay. am a sucker for a good UFO story. All right. So I've just had a, a, the most amazing sighting of one that I ever thought I could have. Um, but prior to that, in Stanthorpe also, um, 
we have fire bowls regularly when I go out there and it was in the afternoon around four and we're watching the fire get started and the little embers were flying up and I was watching the little golden embers fly up and as I'm watching these little golden embers up you know against the sky I saw two other lights sort of I was confused because they were blue. And I'm like, oh, they're blue. And then they sort of kept flying up high. They were like lower than what a plane is, but higher than what I, um, what I know that a drone could, could get to. And there was two of them flying together in parallel. And then they both swung out away from each other and then back into each other on these beautiful swerving arcs in perfect synchronicity. And then they disappeared. So when so, you say they disappeared, what do you mean by that? They, I, I don't know if they got too far out of sight that I couldn't see them, but I just couldn't see them anymore. Like they didn't streak across the whole sky. They just got to a point. I think they just disappeared from being so fast. I just zoomed off, I think. But yeah, I was jumping up and down pointing because like, you can't get your words out when something like that's happening. <laughs> And everyone's sort of spraining their neck to see what I'm looking at this time and nobody else saw it, unfortunately, but it was really pretty to see that. And it could have been drones, but it just looked way too high to be drones. But there's probably um, people who have drones on listening now that it was drones. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm noticing like this weird um, synchronicity in your story here and the fact that that was blue and the the thing that you saw in your backyard was also blue, or sorry, your sister's backyard was was also blue. I wonder if there's a connection there. Who knows? They seemed different. I mean, those those two lights that I saw seemed so far away and unconnected to anything that we were doing, whereas the little blue thing in the backyard, that felt like it was wanted to be seen <laughs> or it was like it was a little gift for us to experience together or something. It was lovely. When you say they look different, like what was the actual difference between those lights? Because in in my mind, you you say they're they're blue lights. So I'm a very simple person. So when you say blue, I just imagine this nice little blue light. But could you tell there was a yeah. difference between the you know the potential ferry that you saw and the and the UFOs? Yeah. So the the blue the little ferry light thing that we saw was really like a bright blue and it was clearly you could see it it looked like as big as a tennis ball and it sort of zoomed past and we could we had a good uh, sight of it the whole way from one tree to the next tree whereas these things are really high up it was a lighter blue they were sort of a lot smaller you know it's hard how do you judge how big something is when it's that high up in the sky um they just look like little light blue dots high up zooming across yeah, like stars, about the same size of it as a fairly bright star, but not as bright. Just it, it was sort of too much daylight for it to be super bright as well. So that could have been affecting how it looked. You you said just before that you had the the most amazing UFO encounter. Are you it, able it to? <laughs> it's still not a big silver disc that I want to see, but I'm happy. <laughs> I can. I'm definitely ticking the UFO box off my list of things I want to see. <laughs> so what, what so, was it? We were out in Stanthorpe again, by the fire bowl again, looking at the stars again. And um, it was sort of a foggy night, so the stars were only coming out intermittently. And, um, you know, it, it, it was it was a beautiful night. Um, 
anyway, so we're looking. I was out there with my big sister and her partner. And sometimes my eyes do weird things where I see flashes. You know, even when I'm in my bedroom or whatever, I kind of see flashes. And I don't know if it's my eyes or whether I'm seeing things. So I try and not worry about it too much. If something's going to show, it's going to show. But, um, yeah, so this night I'm looking out into the sky and in the peripheral vision I'm seeing these little, like, greyish coloured um, movement coming down every now and then. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was my eyes doing weird things. Um, but this one time I saw it was clearly grey falling down, um, just a little bit lighter than what the colour of the sky was. And I looked over at it to confirm that it was just my eyes doing something weird. And as I'm looking at it, I could still see it. And it, it appeared to drop down over the next door neighbour's backyard. That's how close it was. Um, and as it got down to about tree level, it brightened into white um, and then it drifted away towards the town, which was on the other side, towards the other side of the next door neighbour's yard, um, away from where we were sitting. And I'm like, I stood up and I'm pointing and I'm trying to get my words out again. And I'm looking at this white, now white piece of sky that is there. I didn't think it was an object yet. I'm still trying to work out, is it a light? Is it my eyes? Um, and so I moved around to the other side of the fire so I could look straight on it. And as it moved away, it became, it, it sort of defined, became defined into a perfect, like almost like a semicircle, like an aerobic disc. You know, it's like a, if a circle was cut in half, not a full circle, but it had, like an arc, like a rainbow shape. It was white. I could see um, sharp edges on the top, like a grooves running around the whole edge of it and sort of going back almost like layers of the same material on top of each other, stacking up a little bit here and there. Um, and it sort of, it was probably about the width of three car lanes um, and I was looking at it and it was flying away and I'm like, what am I looking at? What am I looking at? Trying to pay attention and I'm like, is it, it's got to be a truck. Like, it's got to be a coincidence. My eyes did something and now there's a truck driving past. So I'm looking, trying to think, is that a truck? It just, it didn't look like a truck. I could definitely see full clearance underneath this object and it was floating away just gently up and down um, directly over the main street of Stanthorpe directly into town <laughs> and that happened on the Monday night after the Snowflake Festival if there's any people from Stanford listening so that's only fairly recently on the June July holidays and then it disappeared into the fog and and not only that I'm breathless I'm like I saw UFO I'm jumping up and down going it was beautiful <laughs> I'm so excited and I'm like, it fell out. And they're like, what did you see? And I'm pointing up at the sky. And they're looking up to where I was pointing and explaining what had happened. And as I'm doing that, this humongous golden shooting star, or was it a shooting star? This golden thing fell out of the sky. It looked like a shooting star going directly horizontal down in the exact same path where this thing had just happened. 
And my sister saw that, and even my brother-in-law saw the tail end of it because he always misses out. He's abused. He misses everything. <laughs> and he's just cranky, but he's like, I saw it that time. I saw it. So all three of us saw the follow-up, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I can't. It, it was completely silent, and it was, it was like watching the perfect um, paper plane flying, just drifting effortlessly, like it's sitting in the wind breeze completely. It looked weightless, and it was just gliding along completely silently until it disappeared. It was even... Um, I could see the fog moving around it, so it was displacing the fog, and it was illuminated from the top, so it must have been low enough for the ambient light of the streetlights. I don't think it was like low, as low as the streetlight, but I think the angle where the nose sort of pointing up as it was sort of going up and down, moving away from me as it was sort of pointing up, the ambient light was shining on it and I could see I could see every corner, every shape. It was as real as anything. And I watched it for, the whole thing took about six seconds, so it wasn't a flash. It was, I was looking at it and I was moving, um, like trying to work out what I'm seeing. It wasn't, yeah, it was awesome. Those six seconds would have felt like they lasted a lifetime, I imagine. It did. It It was so cool. It was really cool. I was just about to say, for the the detail that you were seeing on this craft, it would have had to have been really close. And from what you've just said, this thing was potentially 20 metres or so off the ground. Yep. Yeah. Yep, it was really low. And it was like right, my sister saw the white, as it turned white, it sort of looked like somebody had put a light on in the next door yard and the the empty tree, because all the trees, all the leaves had come off and she could see the silhouette of a tree against white and she just thought someone had turned a back light on. I'm like, no, that was that was it. That was the flying saucer. So she, she saw that, but she, she wasn't quick enough. And wasn't standing up quick enough to see the rest of it. Yeah, it was. It was literally like above the next door neighbor's backyard. So it came down. It was probably about um, maybe started about thirty meters away from where we were sitting, twenty to thirty meters away. It came down to a height of probably fifteen meters at the lowest point. It was only just like it was behind the, that tree. So and that tree's not, you know, tree's only about six seven metres high at the most. Um, yeah, and it sort of skimmed away towards town. It was like it was flying directly over the main street into Stanford. That's incredible. Like, I, I just have no words for that type of encounter because, you know, that's that's the, the type of thing that you would read about in a book or, or watch in a movie. It's just so fantastical to, to have a, a, a craft come so close to you without making a sound and it being so large because oh it was so quiet it was silent it was there was no wind the fog was just sitting in the air and it was just the most surreal experience it was beautiful it would have been so eerie because that's just it sounds like a stephen king book to me the the fog setting <laughs> in a big crafts coming down oh well it, it kind of was but i'm such a nut I was. I've been hoping to see a proper UFO for ages, and there you go. To see the detail that you saw, that's unbelievable. So, could you could you see what this craft was made of? And I know it's absolutely speculating because 
you didn't touch it. You didn't. You didn't get super close to it. But was there something that, you know, it did it look like it, it was man made? Like, it did look like it was man made. It was white. It looked like a, a glider, just. But it, it was silent and thin, and it. Yeah, it just looked like an, a white aerobie or a couple of them at different sizes stacked on top of each other. And I do remember seeing like a couple of darker rectangle-shaped small. They look like um, badges of some description or just, I don't know, just a couple, like there was a, a thicker line. It could have been shadows at, at, at sort of the base of, you know, if we're talking about a rainbow at the bottom of the rainbow, there was a couple of strips, like there was some patterns on it and stuff. It wasn't just pure white, but I could see the different ridges and things of it. So I have to yeah, ask, cool. what what was going through your mind when you saw this? Was it was it terror? <laughs> was, was it like, Am no, I seeing I like, what I'm really pay seeing? Attention. This is happening. Make sure it's not something else and it can't be anything else. And I'm like I can definitely see underneath the whole thing. It's definitely silent. It's definitely floating up and down. I was hyper aware that's what was going through my ha- mind. I'm like, this is what I've wanted to see for ages. This is so exciting. I'm like, just be careful. Notice everything, what's going on. Look around. I'm trying to pick up everything. It's like, I think on, my, on the last episode, I said, um, when you wake up inside a dream and you're lucid, you start paying attention really quickly as to what's, what's around you so you can remember it. And that's what it was like. I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening? Okay, I can see underneath. Not a truck. It's moving. I can't hear anything. Everything's quiet. I can see on top. Oh, God, it must be low. All these things were going off in my head trying to remember it perfectly as well as I could because, you know, how many people get to see something like that. Exactly. And I have to ask, what was the, the reaction from your family? Did they did they want to run down the street to, to see this? Because that's what I would have done. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. No, they were just, we were all so shocked and I start blabbing on and I saw it and it looked like this and blah, 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 blah. So they just stand there gawking at me and um, we actually did... Uh, the CE5 thing after that, nothing sort of else happened. Um, yeah, I don't think it's really 100% necessary to do that meditation in order to see stuff. But, um, yeah, I was like, I've just seen a UFO. I don't need to do this tonight. <laughs> I'm going to bed. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Greer, keep your $15, mate. Yeah, that's it. It was freezing that night in the middle of winter. It's gentle. <laughs> yeah, 
Amy, I have like I have no words for for that type of encounter because <laughs> I would have been I would have been knocking down people's doors to say, "Did you just see what went down the street?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to check the Stanthorpe sites to see if anybody else had seen it, but uh, you know, as as I said before, I don't care if anyone else saw it. I saw it, and I'm on my own journey. And who cares if anyone else saw it? <laughs> That's my my experience. <laughs> And, you know, that's a really great response because a lot of people, when they see these things, they, they don't get to share it with anyone else. And when they do, they kind of, you know, the, the potential of ridicule is there. So mm. to have that mindset of, you know what, I saw it and I don't care what anyone else thinks, I think that's the, the best way to, to go yeah. when you've seen something like this. Yeah, that's it. It's just another amazing thing that I can take with me on my little journey. So let's let's move on to to something that I I think is one of the most creepiest aspects <laughs> of your uh, of your life so far. So again, again in Stanthorpe. So uh, I know. The, the I think the title for this episode is "What the Hell is Going On in Stanthorpe?" Because <laughs> th- this seems to be a bit of a, a beacon for activity. Because you saw you saw something in your garden that wasn't supposed to be there um well they say it's um my phone just cut out then too by the way i don't know what happened there that's weird um that is weird <laughs> um because of it they call it the granite belt and you know there's a lot of energy that can be conducted through that sort of um you know that it's a good conductor and people say that paranormal stuff can happen more when there's that sort of rock around so i don't know if that adds to it but Definitely, I don't know. I think it's the person as well. And whenever I go out there, I'm so happy and so relaxed and just getting a lot of nature. They've got a beautiful backyard, lots of trees around. We have fire. We have music. Um, yeah, the kids are happy. My kids and their kids are sort of a similar age and they run around in packs all day long. They're happy. And it's just next level vibe happening when we all get together so i think that's got a lot to do with it as well yeah absolutely you're you're just tapping into into your own frequency yeah and it's like meditating i think when you meditate with the same people over and over again you get into the zone quicker and um i think you start seeing more stuff i I don't know why that happens but i feel like it's similar when i go to stanford with my sister and brother-in-law and all our kids running around and you know, we're bushwalking through the day and at night we're having fireballs. It's just beautiful. <laughs> sounds, anyway, It so sounds we'll, terrible, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's cut to the chase. So we were having another one of our nights. The kids were all in bed. We had some beautiful music playing, sitting in the dark, having a couple of drinks and a chat and looking at the stars again. Anyway... Um, I was looking through the silhouette of the trees and the shrubbery in her little side garden. Um, there's There was streetlights off in the distance, and so, you know, the trees were making beautiful shadows and, and silhouettes and things, and I was just staring off, feeling, you know, just enjoying the moment. And um, in that little section of the garden, there's a trampoline and some rope swings, and, you know, kids, that's where the kids play during the day. And... Um, there's also this little, uh, it's like a, 
a teepee that hangs down for kids to sit inside and swing. I don't know if you call it a chair or a swing, but anyway, it's like the shape of a little teepee and my little niece sits in it and swings around. Anyway, I was sort of staring beyond this swing and the bottom of it, there was something moving at the bottom and I'm trying to focus because we had none of the lights on. Um, I thought there was a dog in the yard because the bottom of it's white and it was moving around. And I thought, oh, how is there a dog in the yard? And then I, I sort of... As my focus shifted from far to close, I realised I went from, oh, there's a dog in the yard, and then I saw this silhouette. I'm like, what's my niece doing in the garden? (laughs) It was really fast, and I'm like, oh. And I almost called out her name, but as I'm looking at it and realising that this swing's moving, my focus zones in on what I'm actually looking at, and it's, it's a figure about the same size height as my niece who was about I don't know 11 at the time it's shorter than me and it had one hand at the top of that little teepee hammock thing and it was climbing through like stepping through some low-lying shrubby branches it walked after it got over this branch it was looking at me the whole time it got over the branch its hand was still on the swing it walked It opened up in front of it then where the swing was hanging down. It walked past the swing with its hand still on. I could see its hand wrapped around the top of the swing. It was like someone dressed in matte lycra, not shiny lycra, but cotton lycra from head to toe. It was like someone was standing there in a costume. It was so real. There was nothing airy about it at all. It was someone was standing there and I'm looking at someone standing there in a black costume with its full hand on the top of the swing, it's a couple of steps past the swing holding it. It purposely pulled the swing up to about a, a 180, you know, off the ground or 90 degrees off the ground and let it go and it took a couple of steps and sort of crouched down as it was taking the next couple of steps and it disappeared into a shadow. And it all happened so fast. The swing was swinging so high. And all I could say this time was, it's swinging, it's swinging, look, it's swinging. Because I I just, I needed them to see, to know that I wasn't crazy. And they're like, yeah, but there's a bit of breeze. I'm like, there's no wind. I just saw something there. (laughs) I thought I couldn't, it was so hard to get out. My heart was pumping. The adrenaline was pumping. I'd never seen anything so weird and real. Like I'd seen the mist, I'd seen the the rosebuds floating up and nothing was there. You know, this was like a real person dressed from head to toe um, in a costume. The head was slightly elongated, but I didn't get a, um, I didn't get any bad vibes from it. It just felt like a little nature thing that lived in nature. That is terrifying i'm not, I'm not gonna lie because if i if i saw something like that i would not know how how to react it is just so out of the normal that how where does that fit you know like where does that fit in the world where does that fit in any narrative to to try well, and make actually, sense of that i have seen it, it reminded me of an aboriginal storytelling i'd seen of these um black entities that live in the ground and they can take you down into the ground with them and you don't realise how long you've been gone for. 
and you can forget you've gone and you, you can end up living down there forever and not realising. It was just a retelling of an Aboriginal story that it was animated on the ABC one day that whenever I see something like that, I watch it because I love Aboriginal stories. And that's what it made me think of straight away. 100% because the, the thing that comes to my mind is, uh, and, and I don't know if this is a, a regional thing, so I may be being incredibly ignorant and I apologise for this, but uh, where, where I'm from, I'm in far north Queensland and there's a really rich Aboriginal history here. And mm. one of the, I guess, the, the folklore things that they have up here um, is, a, is a spirit called the Quinkin. The what? The Quinkin. Which is, yeah, so it, it kind of sounds almost exactly like what you're, what you're describing here. You know, it's a, it's a dark or black figure that has this elongated head and it's, it's, it ranges from, there's all different sizes because it's, there's so many depictions of this, this spirit that, uh, you know, there's small versions, there's big versions, there's all everything in between. And what you've just said is, it sounds exactly like that. Mm. And I've got um, Aboriginal heritage as well, so I don't know if that has a connection. But, yeah, it was amazing. It was just so real, like someone was standing there in a costume and then it disappeared into a little shadow. I still get a bit freaked out when I'm around that particular bush where it went down. I'm like, what is down there and how did it get down there? <laughs> It was like it was walking down steps. You know when someone's playing a joke behind a couch and you walk behind a couch and you sort of squat your legs and you're sort of going down as you're squatting down? That's what it was like. It was like it was walking down invisible stairs. So it was actually moving down into the earth? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it is so uncanny to to what a quinkin from what i've heard from from yeah, an aboriginal law about that absolutely right after we finished on this call jump on google yeah. and, and <laughs> have a look at what these are because i wonder if this is what you've seen and if you have uh, my goodness what a mm. what an experience that would have been because this is something that has been spoken about for hundreds and thousands of years by by the um, you know, the Aboriginals in the area, and my mm. goodness, it, what a what an absolute treat that would be! Yeah, I mean, I couldn't sleep that night. I don't. <laughs> that was you. probably more adrenaline than anything. The adrenaline was hardcore. I was actually sick for a day and a half after that. I don't blame you because this is this is something that not a lot of people would really even know about, and to to try explain what you saw without saying, you know, hey, I, was, I think I saw an alien, but it was an alien, because everyone would just think this is what you saw when you when you explain that type of description. Um, I have to I have to ask. You said that it was kind of it looked like it was wearing like a morph suit might be the easiest way to to explain that. What did the hands look like? Did they look like? And this might sound stupid, but did they look like people hands? Yeah, they were people hands, slender but not overly long or anything, but, um, like, I, I've i got fairly big hands and it was similar hands to me, but, um, you know, more slender, more slender. 
it just looked like a normal hand. I, I still, you know, some people say they see figures of things in the bush and it looks like um, it's sucking all the light away and it's completely black. Well, this didn't look like that. It, it looked like I could see depth to it. It was in 3D. It looked like some kids standing there in a costume from a Midsummer Night's Dream that, you know, was just black. It was just felt weird. Yeah. Could you see any facial features on it? No, but I could tell it was looking at me. It, it was walking parallel to where I was and its head was tilted at me, towards me. And, you, you know, when something's looking at you, you know it's looking at you. It, it is an absolutely fascinating encounter and I am so enthralled by it. I think it's one of the most incredible things I've probably heard on this show, to be honest, because... <laughs> and if, it was really close. It was like probably four metres away from me. Wow, really? Yeah, it was right there. Right there. I could have probably stepped over to it in three or four steps. I am blown <laughs> away because... <laughs> Yeah. What was going was through What was going through your mind when you see something like that? It happens so fast. It there's like a chain reaction going off in your head trying to figure out what it is and then when you realize you're looking at something weird, it's finished. And then you're just jumping up and down like an idiot trying to talk <laughs> and words aren't coming out properly. <laughs> but I wasn't scared. It didn't scare me. It just was adrenaline. And I think, um, you know, my intention to try not to be as scared of weird things happening is starting to make more weird things happen. Kind of like you're you know? welcoming it into your life? Well, just that I, I think everyone's sort of, and I could be wrong, but I feel like you can be fairly in control of what you can experience and, and what you can't. If you're feeling scared, you can just say that I don't not. Nah, no thanks and tell it to go away and a lot of times I think it will like I I think intention has a stronger power than what people think and so my intention from when I was little and being scared was I probably could see stuff if I wanted to but I don't want to so don't let me see anything and now I'm like I think I'm ready to see stuff let's see (laughs) and this is only happening recently because you know I'm older now I'm, I'm more stable in who I am and and stuff and you know I'm kind of asking for more of it to happen and, and it certainly is happening do you find that because you can you can see these things and you kind of have the I guess the the willpower or the ability to kind of control that do you find that you are experiencing things with your children um I I was at one point a bit wary I kind of figured that well, I think all kids, little kids can see stuff that we can't see, period. And I just assumed that my kids would see stuff at some point and I'd have to deal with that. Yeah, but they have seen a fair bit of stuff. Um, yeah, speaking of the kids, we kind of left our UFO section <laughs> a bit too quick. Um, the kids, uh, when was it? Easter. This Easter just gone, we were... I was catching up with my other sister and her brother on, on the beach and it was Main Beach um, on the Gold Coast and it was afternoon, dusk, we were having a little, um, just a little picnic there. It was had been their birthdays and um, 
all catching up for the first time. And just hanging out, having a nice afternoon. It was a beautiful night. The colours were amazing. And um, my youngest daughter all of a sudden said, Mum, I just saw something grey fly over there. It looked like a helicopter, but it wasn't a helicopter and it had no lights on it. And she was sort of pointing west where the buildings are. She goes, it just went from there to there and it looked like it was spinning. Um, and I'm like, ooh, maybe it was a UFO because <laughs> I'm a little bit nutty like that. And my eldest was like, where was it, Sage? And she was getting all excited because they're, you know, I'm listening to your show and Sasquatch Chronicles and all those good podcasts whenever we're in the car driving around together. But they love it, so they're into it as well. And um, we were, a little bit of time went past and, and Sage went, I saw it again, Mummy. It's out on the ocean now. Because we sort of, we were looking up and we saw some satellites moving around. And one of them sort of looked like it had stopped and we thought, oh, I wonder if it was a satellite. We were sort of questioning it. And sort of as we were looking off in one direction, um, the little girl said, I saw it again, Mum. It was a triangle. And as soon as she said triangle, I went, yes. <laughs> Where was it? I couldn't see it. I don't, I can't see long distances. I didn't have any glasses. And, um, the eldest was looking up to where she was pointing. She's like, I can see it too, Mum. I can see it too. And I'm jumping around. I'm like, well, what does it look like? And I'm trying to get as much information out of them as I can. And my sister and my brother-in-law were like, oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> kind of half rolling their eyes at how excited we were getting at the prospect of possibly seeing a UFO. Anyway, they saw it again after that. We're all excited. And I was trying to straining my eyes to try and see a triangle-shaped UFO because I hadn't seen that other thing at this stage. And I was like, oh, come on, I, it's there, i got to see it. Anyway, while we were sitting there, all of a sudden um, my sister turned her head away from the sky really fast and went, oh, my God, I saw it. So she saw it as well. <laughs> and I think she was a little bit shocked at that. And I was like, yes, now you know I'm not crazy. <laughs> it, it must have been so frustrating to be in that moment and just not being able to see what everyone oh. else was seeing. Yeah, those my two kids. They, there, mummy, there. Can't you see it? There's two triangles and they're flying together. And I'm like, damn it! <laughs> yeah, and then my sister all of a sudden, oh my god, I saw it. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I don't want to say it's like your family are a, like a magnet for this weird activity, but yeah. look, I'm not going to say that, but maybe some other people listening to the show might. <laughs> Probably. Oh, but my wider family have had lots of experiences as well. Um, yeah, I think once you're open to it and you invite spirituality into your life, it just happens. You just It's not weird when stuff happens. It's the other side trying to connect or whatever. But anyway, yeah, that's that's what the kids saw. Um, that was just recently. But um, what else have we got here? When oh yeah, when my eldest was little, I was pregnant with the second one. So the eldest would have only been between one and a half to two years old. She was she wasn't very big at all, and I was already on the lookout for any signs that she could see stuff that I couldn't see. And one day she was staring down the hallway. And we were in the house by ourselves, and I'm like, oh, she's seen something. I wonder what she's seen. I was getting excited because I thought, oh, maybe she's seen, you know, one of my grandparents or an angel or something beautiful. I'm like, oh, what are you looking at, honey? What can you see? And she said, it's a wicked old witch on a black horsey. I said, come on, we're going to the park. <laughs> Kids a say wicked old the... <laughs> witch on a black horsey. 
it's it's just like come on man you could have said anything else but that's what you had to say that's what you're seeing oh <laughs> uh, i just yeah the blood ran out of me and i just went oh god we're getting out of here how about we go to the playground come on you don't need shoes let's go <laughs> So what what yeah. happens in in situations like that because you know that's that's obviously maybe not a not the most ideal situation to to have at home. No, um, it's not. And that, I wasn't ready for it. It took me off guard and and back then I was still scared of the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. And I I was just like I'm not dealing with that. I need to get out of here. That's weird. Uh, how do you how do you move forward with with two young children who, you know, uh potentially got the same effective abilities that you you may have how do you how do you feel like you can keep them them safe do you just make them a little more aware of what's going on or is this something i tell them that spirits are just i tell them that we're spirits we're a ghost living in a body and when our bodies die we're still going to be around and the other spirits it's the same it's normal they're, they're around us all the time so don't worry about it and if anything's scaring you, tell it to go away and um, start having a good relationship with Jesus and Mary and God and get them on your side and trying to teach them how to have a relationship with their guardian angel, you know, meditating and praying and listening and quieting down. Um, yeah, and just supporting them and just making sure that they know if anything scary is happening, tell it to go away and stand your ground. That's probably um, good advice for, for anyone that's having a situation like this. And, like, you know, our we've got a close family who are living and we've got a close family on the other side as well, and I just tell them that, you know, that person's around you and you can always, you know, it's normal to just talk to your passed-over relatives and ask them for help, and that's just a normal thing. Well, Amy, I don't think this episode could end on a better note. To be honest, you are. Uh, <laughs> oh, we already run out of time. <laughs> we didn't even get to the haunted house in Serena. I might do that on a call-in show. <laughs> Actually, that might be a great idea. That might be a great idea. But Amy, like I said, your your life is just one of the the most intense, full-on, experience-filled lives that I've I've probably ever heard, and. It doesn't. It, honestly, it doesn't sound like it's going to get any quieter for you in the upcoming future with your with your children experiencing the same things that that you experience. So, I mm. would, um, I dare say, you're going to be a, a future guest again in maybe a year or two, and you'll probably have about twenty other terrifying tales <laughs> to tell. Well, I'm out to see a yowie, so if that happens, I'll let you know. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal in UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.